The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Monday morning, November 26, 2018, the Beating the Book podcast. Gil Alexander, Sweet 13, National Football League guessing line show on the way. Hopefully this week's show as revealing as last week's when I expressed outrage in the Dolphins and Redskins lines. Winners, if you bet them right then and there, we shall see if the exercise this week reveals some value as well. That's what we try to do on Guessing Lines. Vinny in for Chrissy today. As always, the show brought to you by thescorex.com. It's T-H-E-S-C-O-R-E-X.com. That secret football stock market thing I've been talking about for years. 100% free to start a league with you and your friends. And remember, those who have entered the promo code GILL with two L's, they've been entered in a special Beating the Book Scorexer contest to see who's the best Scorexer of the year among listeners and the winning prize, a guest appearance on the Megapod Wild Card Week. The whole show with me, Marco, and Ace right now with, let's call it, five weeks left in the season. Let's not just call it that. That's exactly what's left in the regular season. Profitable is your leader. Profitable up 29% in its portfolio. Profitable is your leader, but closely followed by Top Schleff, 27% up. Dino the Greek, 26% up. The Wick, 26% up. And in fifth place right now, Vitamin G, 22% up on the season in their portfolios. Profitable right now. The guy to beat or the girl, we don't know. It's a contest. Once again, thescorex.com. Check it out. T H E S C O R E X.com. Now, live from the VSIN studios in the South Point Hotel and Casino, it's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game right here at VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Sirius XM Channel 204, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo TV. It's Gil Alexander. Was hatting it. Jorge's here as well. Jorge Amondaka. Final two days on a numbers game, Jorge. How does it feel? We're really going to make a big deal out of this. I'd like to. Um, we'll get into guessing lines in week 13 in the National Football League. Week 13, Jorge. Uh, that means there's only like three guessing lines after this because we don't really do one for week 17 because it's squirrely. 
But week 13, we'll do it with Vinny. Vinny is on the phone right now with Chrissy. Vinny Maliulo and Chrissy Andrews right now caucusing, negotiating, batting it back and forth what these lines are that are that they're going to post here at the South Point Hotel Casino, which they will do here within seconds. And then Vinny will walk in here, and uh, we will do the Guessing Lines uh, show. I've been in a cocoon. It's a tribute to the old Stardust show with Roxy Roxborough back in the day. Trying to isolate value in next week's upcoming uh, NFL lines. And if you listened last week, what were the two lines that I was most outraged by? Do you remember? The Redskins and the Cowboys, which Vinny told me was eight and a half. I guess six. I said, grab the skinnies right there. And if you did, you're a winner. A lesson in when you bet these. If you got it. Right after guessing lines or during guessing lines, you'd be a winner on the skins. And the other one was the Dolphins, if you recall, where I was like, the Colts are favored by nine? What? Give me the Dolphins just on principle. And, in fact, uh, the Dolphins made a run at actually winning that outright. So that's, that's kind of the story with guessing lines from week to week. The first reactions, the ones that I'm outraged by the most, oftentimes are the best because I don't have five more days to, like, debated in my head back and forth and screw with it and ruin the initial clean thought. And there's some weeks where I'm not outraged by any of them, which is sort of deflating. We're trying to isolate value. We hope that there's some outrage. Uh, we'll see what happens. Week 13, National Football League. Nobody's on bye anymore. Full schedules. Everybody after tonight will have played 11 games. A little bit of breaking news. Uh, it was being reported via sources uh, that – Nathaniel Hackett was being relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator for the Jaguars. Now it is official that Jaguars have made it official. They have relieved their offensive coordinator of his duties. Doug Marone will be talking later on this afternoon, but it looks like he'll be in charge of the offense for the rest of the season. Oh, they got more problems mm. than Nathaniel Hackett. We'll get to the Jaguars. We'll get to everybody in the NFL. Um, just a teaser update. May I say this, uh, Vinny? Yeah, let me just oh, yeah, uh, just one comment on that follow-up. No, Chrissy and I, Chris Andrews brought up a great point. The Bills have more wins than the Jaguars. The Bills have more wins than the Jaguars. As a result of yesterday's uh, game. Listen, the Bills are a team that, yeah. that, that a lot of folks made fun of, right? Including perhaps ourselves at some point. Remember the Buffalo-Alabama line from just a few weeks ago? Oh, yeah. We wouldn't use Buffalo anymore, would we, in that conversation? No, not at all. Not at all. Of course, they were uh, the huge underdog 17-point dogs to the uh, Vikings. Beat them. Crushed them. Straight up. Destroyed them. Uh, teasers on sides in the NFL this week. Totals didn't work out so well on teasers, by the way. Let me just point that out for folks who... This is the thing with the teasers dissertations, right? People have gone... People have run amok with it. They've gone crazy. They're teasing <laughs> everything in the world. That's right. Uh, I will say this. Teaser sides, though, uh, this week in the NFL, once again, cha-ching, mm -hmm. 24 of 28. Just walk up to the counter and say teaser on sides, and you're good to go. 85.7%, uh, 24 for 28. The only teaser sides that did not come through from this weekend in the NFL... Uh, the Niners, the Cardinals, both of mm -hmm. whom got uh, crushed as dogs. Cincinnati, which ended up being, I think they ended up being a one-point dog in the there end. Was some, they were a dog in some spots. I did see Cleveland won yesterday. God, who's more uh, moribund right now, the Jaguars or the Bengals? <sighs> Bengals, who were actually in playoff contention at 5-5. Five and five. <clears throat> uh, They got crushed by the Browns. And the uh, fourth team that did not uh, get in with the teaser, the Pittsburgh Steelers ultimately Steelers. did not get in. Mm. 24 others all got in. Uh, let's do this. Let's start with the, uh, well, let's start with tonight's game once again, just to uh, update tonight's game. Titans at the Texans. Marcus Mariota is a go for the Titans. Mm -hmm. He and his elbow are a go. 
The Texans have won seven straight after losing the first three, and we have documented on a numbers game time and time again just how unbelievable these seven wins are for the Texans, including Jedi mind-tricking opposing coaches, snatching victories from the jaws of defeat with pick sixes, all kinds of ways, playing Thursday night, squirrely, squirrely Thursday night games. Texans are four-point favorites here at the South Point Hotel Casino over the mm-hmm. Titans. Three-and-a-half kind of consensus I believe, across the board here. Yep. Favor the Texans. Um, for those of us holding AFC South uh, Colts to win AFC South tickets at 8-1 to one or greater, Titans, could you show up tonight, please? I would appreciate that. <laughs> we would really appreciate that. You weren't worried in that Colts game yesterday. Oh, not go? at all. Go <laughs> give you that idea. By the way, this game did open higher uh, when it, uh, uh, Marcus Mariota was, was uh, uh, questionable. Uh, it did open 6.5. Very quickly uh, got adjusted uh, down. So now four. All right. Texans four tonight and 42. Four and 42. Mm-hmm. Mike Tirico would like us to use the uh, appropriate Hawaiian pronunciation of Mariota. Mariota? That's correct. Okay. Um, just messing. Uh, okay, so you, I was just mentioning before you got here, Vinny, last, last week on the show, what were the two lines I was most outraged by? The Redskins, you said were getting eight and a half at the time of guessing lines against the Cowboys. I said, give me the skinnies right there and you then. You did. And they would have won with that mm-hmm. line. Right. And then the other one was the uh, Dolphins and the Colts. Remember, I was like, Colts by nine? Are you kidding me? Right. Give me the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we have similarly good first mm-hmm. outraged reactions Interesting today. part uh, about that, the Colts game and opened, wound, up, wound up opening 10, nine and a half and 10. It got bet down, then got bet up again yesterday. You know, yesterday. So mm-hmm. uh, once Tannehill was announced... Uh, or was questionable or then probable. So early Dolphins money, but then Colts money did show. So And it's always the, the ongoing theme of what a quarterback means versus his backup. Mm-hmm. What really matters yeah. in the betting market. You're handicapping uh, the, the, the depth of the position as much as the uh, – the starter and handicapping the market, if you will, yeah. the market reaction sure. to such things. Mm-hmm. Here's the AFC playoff picture after week 12, by the way, on the screen at VEASAN.com and Fubo TV. Chiefs and Pats. Uh, this is to win the conference odds via oh, our friends across the uh, the uh, city here, the Westgate Chiefs plus 125, Patriots plus 275. And then you see the other contenders, three through six right now, if the playoffs were to start, the Ravens would actually be the team in the number six hole. But the Colts, the Titans, uh, still very much in the mix. Titans sure. really need a win tonight to stay in that mix. Dolphins and Bengals right now on the outside looking in. Um, that's the AFC. And then if you flash over to the NFC, same graphic. Uh, this is to win their uh, conference. Uh, Saints minus 125, Rams plus 175, and then really it's a uh, free-for-all after that. Mm-hmm. Bears, Cowboys, Vikings, Skins. Skins would actually get it as a wild card right now. Are you kidding? Is that right? That is wow. that right? Wow. Uh, Seahawks, Panthers, Eagles, Packers also in the mix, although Packers not so much. Let's Seahawks that way. lurking, really, when you look at that list. Right? They are lurking because mm-hmm. their schedule makes them yeah. better than lurking. Anyway, let's get it going. This is Guessing Lines. It's a tribute mm-hmm. to the old Stardust show. Again, within this process, we hope to isolate value for next week and to uh, talk about everything in the process from yesterday and Thursday. First game. And by the way, these numbers are in. These are up uh, and uh, available for point. wagering here at the South Point. So uh, Chris Andrews uh, just gave the green light to Lou Vargin, the supervisor behind the counter. Lou getting some Lou. juice. That's right. There you go. Lou doing a fine job. And uh, also the college games for next week are posted as well. Ooh. Yes. So okay. we got, we'll look at some of those uh, before we go off air. But the first game, Gil, Thursday night, the Saints – 
and the Cowboys. This is a nice. Uh, this is a nice Thursday night game. All of a sudden, these uh, the Cowboys are, are resurrected. Are they though? Uh, this this is from this is from this past. Oh, yeah. Spoken yeah. from from a Redskins fan. <laughs> Are they, they though? though? <laughs> it is amazing how how the NFL specifically. I'm sure it's true of other sports, but the NFL really magnified how people like to see things through their own lens. Uh, my Cowboys buddy friend, um, who uh, texted me yesterday, goes, "Boy, Amari Cooper really showed up on Thursday." I'm like, "Seriously? <laughs> Quentin Dunbar slipped and fell down, and then uh, haha, Clinton Dix took a bad angle on the other one. Easy." And by the way, and I'll shout this out, Giants and Redskins fans, I think, are the two fan bases and the two betting sides that have the most to complain about when it comes to officiating. The uh, Cowboys hosting the Saints here, the Cowboys beat the Redskins on Thanksgiving. They cover in the process, although it depends when you got the number. If you got it when I said it on Guessing Lines, the Redskins cashed. Later, the Cowboys cashed. Mm. But there was a P.I. on one of Colt McCoy's duck interceptions there was a clear pi on that Mm -hmm. play that went uncalled and then jordan reed got targeted where the announcers even said you could hear it up here uncalled like what happened to this league you're not calling the the helmet to helmet now so anyway i'm not saying the skins would have won but they certainly would have covered for everybody Mm -hmm. so the cowboys win so the cowboys and skins now currently tied at six and five atop the nfc east Zeke, 26 for 121 at a touchdown. Amari Cooper ends up with eight catches for 180 and two touchdowns. And then there's the Saints, who are now 10-1. and After the Redskins-Cowboys game, they beat the Falcons. They win by 14. I think that's the game that most people missed for Thanksgiving festivities. But basically, the Saints didn't do all that much in terms of stats. 15 for 22 for Breeze for 171. Four touchdowns a pick. Just 162 yards passing when you factor in a sack. Basically, every time the Falcons looked like they were going to get in cover position, they would turn the ball over. Sure. Essentially, it was that game. And both of these teams in this matchup, Gil, with extra time, right? So short week yes. to play on Thanksgiving. And now uh, three extra days uh, uh, to prepare. So Saints are on the road here? Saints are on the road. Saints by a touchdown. Seven and a half. Very Ooh, good deal. Even with the hook. Yeah. The hook as hook well. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind now, if the Cowboys lose here, which they're favored, I mean, they're the big underdog here, so they're favored to lose, if you will. If the Cowboys lose here, I know because I'm a Redskins guy that they play the Eagles. If the Eagles beat the Redskins, three-way tie at six and six to the NFC. Wow. Just want to point that out. All right, that's the Thursday night game. So I said seven, it's seven and a half. Mm -hmm. We'll go with a full Sunday slate. No buys anymore. Got a lot of games to get to. It's Guessing Lines with Vinny Maliulo in for Chrissy Andrews right here on a numbers game at VEASAN. Now, back to a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander, broadcasting live from our VEASAN studios in Las Vegas. Back on a numbers game where sports betting analytics live, actionable sports betting information. Of course, uh, tomorrow, a lot of college football on the show. Uh, We'll do Crack and Sharp on Thursday for week 13. You know the drill. Uh, today, though, um, let me just repeat uh, guessing lines here. Vinny Maliulo in for Chrissy Andrews today. Uh, with Chrissy listening, hanging on every word, I'm sure. Waiting oh, for, no doubt. Waiting for a mess up. <laughs> he'll he'll get his wish, I'm sure, at some, at some point here. Well, either a mess up or just <laughs> yeah. some smart, you know, got to say something. So let me ax board. you this, though, Vinny. Yeah. So I was telling uh, Mission Polly, so my, my betting this weekend, Thursday was massive for me. Sunday was extremely good. Friday was a modest win. Saturday, I gave some back. That was my trajectory. Mm. Saturday was the tough day for me of the four. Um, thank goodness for Alabama running it up and then Utah's comeback to make it— uh, Utah was a big comeback. Yeah, yeah. To, to make it okay in the end, ultimately. 
But was that, if your betting standpoint here at the South Point, was that how the money was for you, or did you yeah. do it well every day? A couple of things. So, you know, we, we talked uh, at length about how busy this weekend was, one of the busier betting weekends of the year, and it didn't disappoint. And I think from, from our perspective, what's important about that, Gil, is that with now five other states having sports wagering, the trend that we've noticed has continued, and that trend is that handles up. If you look at a year ago compared to now, um, it, it, it's it's nice to, to know that business is, uh, is not only holding steady but also increasing. So that's great, and that's, uh, again, uh, happy for the folks in other jurisdictions, but certainly – it's um, a great point, though, right? Happy, because that was that was a word. People yeah. were like, oh, well, it hurt Nevada. Well, here's the thing. It's become mainstream. I'm not going to yeah. say it's becoming more mainstream. Sports wagering is now uh, mainstream. It's part of uh, the sports fabric and, and, and experience out there, let's face it, um, particularly with with mobile apps that are available not only here in Nevada but even in some of the other jurisdictions, not every one of them. But I, I believe in New Jersey there is a, a, a opportunity for uh, – there is a mobile app available. So when you have that, it's nice to know. Now, from our perspective, it was kind of up and down all weekend. Thursday, got the betters got off to a good start in the fact that all three favorites won and covered. Uh, NFL favorites won and covered. Uh, I think what saved uh, our side of the counter uh, a bit was the fact two of the games went under because typically it's favorites and over that the, the betting public enjoys and, 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 and wagers. Uh, but it was just kind of a, a, a back and forth all weekend. Uh, but you know, we came out uh, a little ahead on on, on every day yesterday. Uh, yeah, and it came to yesterday. It came down to the uh, Vikings game last. We needed the Vikings last night. There so, you go. And they got there. So, yeah. but uh, you know, a good uh, a good a good weekend. Again, it did not disappoint. It lived up to its billing as one of the busiest betting weekends of the year. And it's funny, and this will make no sense because ultimately we're, I'm only beholden to my own wallet, but. Winning Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, even losing college football on Saturday, college football is so enjoyable, right? Like, it's such an it enjoyable is. product Yeah, that even even while losing, even though that was the one mm-hmm. of the four we're losing, I was like, this is still awesome. You know what saved the, 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 the book? It came down to one game on Saturday, too, at, at the end of the day with, with the back-and-forth aspect was uh, SC's backdoor cover against Notre Dame. Um, David Purdom reporting that was the biggest decision of the year for some books. Um, I could see it. It was it was a late game on a holiday weekend. Uh, obviously, the game opened, uh, you know, what nine and a half, ten. It went, the game went to fourteen. So uh, and and uh, Notre Dame was up fourteen. They were down ten nothing, and then uh, they were all, it was sitting on fourteen with less than a minute to go. And SC uh, SC covered. They scored and covered. So yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a pretty big decision. I, w- I could see where. Some folks uh, had uh, quite a bit riding on that. We'll talk a lot of college football tomorrow because, uh, man, this debate over uh, what happens if Georgia loses to Alabama and Oklahoma and Ohio State win out now, this will be fascinating. You know, Gil, I've been listening to a lot, and and we get a lot of inquiries. Yesterday, uh, Chris and I were at the counter, and we were talking, and then we were in the back with Jimmy, everybody. Well, what if, what if, what if, what if? There's always the what ifs. And what ifs have been going on since the committee started to announce their four teams? Um, it'll continue to when the when the when the playoff does finally expand, and I say does because it will happen. It'll expand when it gets to six or eight teams. Oh. We're going to still have the debate: what if yeah. and what who's going to be number seven, eight, nine, well, and ten? We debate you know? so, we debate sixty four and sixty five exactly. In college basketball. So it, it's not going to, to change. And again, at the end of the day, we can you know what if and hypothesize all we want 
we don't again just give us give us the matchups <laughs> we'll give you the numbers that's how's you. that that's your job <laughs> that's us um by the way i said biggest decision notre dame uh usc best decision i should say according to Purdom for some book. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. It, it was an important uh, result. All right, uh, we got a lot of games to get yeah. to, Vinny. Vinny in for Chrissy. Let's get some luck. First game on Sunday morning, Gil. Yeah. The Colts at the Jaguars. Wow, how how the weeks have changed this line. Oh, my goodness, have they? Yes. Uh, Jaguars are 3-8. and eight. I don't know if you know this. Uh, the Colts are now 6-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck yesterday in victory against the Dolphins. 30 for 37 for 343. Three touchdowns again. Mm-hmm. Uh, two picks. Fumbled once, but Indianapolis recovered. That's always the thing with Andrew Luck, right? It's like uh, he threw two picks and he almost fumbled the ball once, but we're just going to we're gonna look away from that. Cause, Come from behind yeah. yesterday, right? By <laughs> sacked the, uh... one time. He was finally mm-hmm. sacked. Uh, first time in a mess of, sa- in a mess of uh, 239 dropbacks, to be exact where he's gotten sacked 239 in a row before actually getting sacked. Uh, he led the Colts on three scoring drives in the final eight and a half minutes. Uh, they overcame two offensive penalty to set up Adam Vinatieri's 46 yard field goal with 826 left. Then a 12 yard strike to Eric Ebron uh, tying it at 24 with 425 remaining. And after the Colts defense forced the second straight three and out luck to, uh, took over on his own 42 and kept his balance long enough on a third and nine ducked a tackle to connect hmm. uh, with uh, his receiver, Rodgers, and uh, that's all she wrote. And the Colts win it um, after the three touchdown passes. Chester Rodgers, by the way, on the 34-yard gain. That set up Vinatieri's 32-yard field goal as time expired. Colts win it 27-24 over the Dolphins. Three touchdown passes in eight straight games now for Luck, tying Peyton Manning for the second longest streak in NFL history. Let me just say this footnote to that game, that, again, the announcers weren't really focused on at all. Didn't mention it. But as much as I gave crap to Frank Reich in that game against the Texans for going for it in his own territory against the Texans in overtime, all the Texans then needed to do is get one first down and they end up winning the game in overtime. Frank Reich at the end of that game played it brilliantly, which is to say that when the Colts got their game tying touchdown, there was a flag on the Dolphins, 15-yard penalty enforced on the ensuing kickoff, and Reich mortar kicked it. Brilliant. Beautiful. And they mm-hmm. got an additional flag. So the Dolphins were stuck deep in their own territory. The Colts three and outed them there. But brilliant play. Finally, someone played that correctly. Don't kick it through the end zone when you get the free 15 yards. Good point, Gil. And a lot of times things get lost. I mean, Venetari also missed uh, at least one field. I think was he that did. right before he the kicked, half? He kicked a uh, duck. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was tipped, but it looked. It was but, one of the worst so, kicks you've ever seen. But there's seen a lot of things that happen, and... Whether it's you know, we we tend to focus a lot on uh, you know dis, you know, calls right uh, you know calls uh, by by officials and things like that, uh, but uh, kudos to you for giving credit where it's due in in terms of right yeah he may probably misplayed if he had it to do over again would he do the same thing against the Texans I don't know maybe he would he said he would yeah right but uh, hard to it's hard to argue where where he's got this team position right now. It is six and five, it, right, right, right on there. the cusp of uh, playoff position, mm-hmm. and again pending the Texans' outcome tonight, could be either one or two games back in the AFC South. Again, for those of us who have Colts to win the AFC South tickets, please Titans show up if you would. Eric Ebron, by the way, five catches for forty-five, two touchdowns, four hundred fifty-five total yards of offense for the Colts yesterday, minus two in turnover margin. They overcame that. And then there's Jacksonville, where the Colts are traveling to. Jacksonville is three and eight. Team disaster. A mess. They lose to the Bills 24-21. to They lose as three-point favorites. 
and OC Nathaniel Hackett once again fired this morning from the Jaguars uh, as if he's the only problem. Blake Bortles yesterday, 12 of 23 for 127, one touchdown, two picks. As Michael Lombardi famously liked <laughs> likes to say on our air, and he tweeted this, if the if the Jaguars could just go single wing at this point and take Bortles out of the equation entirely, they would. Two things about this game. I think the Bills were up 14 nothing, if I'm not mistaken. They were. At one point. By the way, Leonard Fournette got ejected. Well, this is what I was getting to. So the big right? the big sequence of that game mm-hmm. is it's 14-14. The Jaguars fight all the they way fight, back. They fight, come back, right. Uh, and then there's a pass with 257 left in the third quarter. Dante Moncrief hauls in a 30-yard pass. Initially called a touchdown, uh, but in, and he's on the ground battling for control of the ball, by the way, with Levi Wallace. Um, they're deba- and so they're wrestling for the ball. It ends up being called down at the one, by the way. Mm-hmm. But Moncrief and Wallace are down there, ju- are ju- down there struggling for the ball. And Bill's safety, Micah Hyde, comes up and is talking to the official. And he gets, he gets you know, just sort of a, uh, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just Sucker. a cheap shot. So yeah, cheap shotted. Sort of like what uh, happened to Todd Bridges this morning, by the way, as well. But cheap shotted mm-hmm. um, by one of the Jaguars players. And then players begin shoving each other. Shaq Lawson goes after Carlos Hyde of the Jaguars. And then Fournette takes exception to that. Fournette running from across the field, out of the game, mm-hmm. targets Lawson for targeting Hyde. And they get into a full-fledged boxing match. Yeah. Even Bill's coach, Sean McDermott, ends up having blood smeared on his hooded sweatshirt. So, and then here's, so Fournette, who had scored two touchdowns already by this point, and Lawson get ejected. Yep. By the way, they sent him out the same tunnel so they could actually have another confrontation, which yeah, was that idiotic. was brilliant. Uh, but then here's what happens, and this is the, this scenario is all you need to know about the Jaguar season. So after all that happens, again, by the way, while all this is happening, it's the greatest video ever, Moncrief, <laughs> Moncrief and, uh, and uh, the, uh, the Jaguars uh, player on the ground, are still Levi Wallace. They're wrestling like two little brothers, two, two brothers <laughs> over the ball the whole time this whole melee is going on. So a review negates the touchdown, right? Moncrief down at the one. Possession, but at the one. Carlos Hyde then loses a yard on first and goal, and tight end James O'Shaughnessy flagged for a false start. Then Dede Westbrook appears to score a touchdown. That's nullified by an offensive holding penalty on Keelan Cole. Then after Kyle Williams sacks Blake Bortles for an eight-yard loss, Josh Lambeau proceeds to shank a 42-yard or wide left. There it is, your 2018 Jacksonville Jaguars. As good as everything was for them a year ago, here you have a situation. But remember this: this was a uh, this was a playoff game. What this was the wild card game. This was a 10 to three right? wild card game, yeah. right in uh, Jacksonville, divisional what? round. A oh, divisional round. Sorry, yes. yeah, that, yeah. No, 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 you're no, right. no. Wait, you're right. it was wild wild, no, because Patriots had won the division. That's right, wild card week. So you're it right. was the first round, and uh, the Bills went down to Jacksonville, and then of course Jacksonville went up to, to Pittsburgh right. and won, and then That's they right. went and That's right. gave the uh, Patriots everything they could handle. So. By the way, after that sequence, Buffalo then needed three plays and two personal fouls against Jacksonville to put together a 68-yard drive that ended with a Josh Allen touchdown there you run. Go. Jalen Ramsey, maybe you shouldn't talk so much. <laughs> Remember, he said. Uh, that Josh Allen was trash. Well, trash won this one. So what was this game again after all that? Indiana, Indianapolis at Jacksonville? That's right. The Colts at the Jags. Colts by four. Three and a half. All right. There you go. I like and that. these, again, are in the – they are up here at the South Point. Have at it, folks. Here's a good one. Mm-hmm. Chargers, Steelers. 
Chargers. That's not a flex game, Vinny. Don't make that mistake. Is that a flex game? Yes. Okay, so oh, well, oh, we'll do it later. Skip. I'm just, I went in rotation order. Know. We'll get to that later. A little tease? They flexed it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one more here. Well, you're the host. You get to flex. <laughs> Panthers <laughs> Buccaneers. The league did it for me. <laughs> Panthers Buccaneers? Panthers Buccaneers. Oh, my God. If you're In a, Tampa. If you're a Panthers fan or a Panthers backer, was there anything more frustrating than that game yesterday? <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries, 125 yards, and a touchdown. 11 catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Franchise record, 237 yards from scrimmage. 476 yards of total offense for the Panthers, and they lose. Panthers were uh, this is like three three losses in a row for them. Yes, they were six, six and two at one point. Six and two now, now six and six five. and five, and um, you know Graham Gano lets him down for the second straight uh, second straight week. Mm-hmm. Missed a field goal, an extra point, and a 2019 loss to Detroit last week. Misses a key field goal in this one. We'll get to Russell Wilson. We'll get to the Seattle side of that game in a minute. But Russell Wilson is just spectacular. He, you're always alive with him. He really are. Let's face it. And Tampa Bay beats um, the Niners yesterday. Jameis Winston, really good game. 29 mm-hmm. for 38 for 312. Two touchdowns, no picks. Mike Evans, six catches, 116 yards. Bucks were seven for 13 on third downs. And what do you know? The Bucks were actually plus two in turnover differential. How, How about that, that Bucks? How'd that happen? See what happens when that happens? Uh, Winston was benched last month after turning the ball over 11 times in 14 quarters, but uh, didn't turn it over yesterday. Led touchdown drives of 73, 75, and 85 yards. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Carolina minus three. Three and a half. You know, These are the openers. I can't give them a hook. I just can't give that team a hook there. Okay. They are – it's with betting. You so always, it's a take for you. It, you would, would, uh, would you take Tampa Bay? Like I said, I'm not castanzing women and children. I'm not running over people to bet the bucks here. Okay. But I would not lay the three and a half. All right. Because I just don't trust Cam Newton. Let's go to break, Vinny. We'll okay, buddy. Uh, guessing lines for week 13 in the National Football League. Vinny Maliulo and for Chrissy Andrews. Whole bunch more games to get to. We'll get to them next right here on the Numbers Game at VEASAN. Back to a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander, broadcasting live from our VSIN studios in Las Vegas. Sirius XM Channel 204, it is a numbers game. Gil Alexander and Jorge is here, as is Vinny in for Chrissy. Uh, Jay Rude, Vice President of Racing Sports, MGM Resorts International, texted me, said Tiger Phil event handle was good. Uh, unfortunately, it was 75-25 for Phil. Mm. He said, we did, however, avoid the main thing, the hole-in-one, which was a seven-figure liability. So he was worried about hole number five, which they said it's over 7,000, maybe 7,500-yard golf course, but hole number five was 140 yards, so they were worried about that one. How about hole number 18 in the playoff? Uh, was 94. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that <laughs> I <don't> coming. <laughs> I don't know if that, yeah. Whoops, what are you guys doing? Well, yeah, exactly. Don't you know we have a liability on hole-in-one? Was... <laughs> so that would have been something. How, how, bi- how, how bitter would he have been at that? Mm. Anyway, thank you to Jay Rude for that. Yeah, Appreciate it. All right, let's continue guessing lines for week 13 in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I guess the decision's got to be made by the yeah. Ravens uh, at quarterback. I think, does the decision go like this? Yes. Joe, your hip still hurts. Yeah. No, no, really, it doesn't. Your, yes, it does. Your hip still hurts, Joe. It's <laughs> Look, bothering you. Trust me. Joe, trust me. Hips are <laughs> hips are really tough. You should really stay out. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, 2-0. Uh, you know, 14 for 25 for 178 through the air, one touchdown, two picks. It's the feat, right? 11 carries yep. for 71 yards and a mm-hmm. touchdown, the extra dimension. And Gus Edwards, I know you're starting him on your fantasy team week after week now, 23 carries for 118 yards. Baltimore's 8 for 13 on third downs. They held Oakland to 67 rushing yards. And again, 
uh, touchdowns, the other ways, if you will. Terrell Suggs returning a fumble 43 yards for a score. Cyrus Jones taking a punt 70 yards for a touchdown for Baltimore's uh, win over Oakland yesterday, and they cover. Mm -hmm. Baltimore uh, expanded a three-point halftime lead to 27-17. Two run-heavy touchdown drives that consumed a total of nearly 16 minutes. One was a 13-play, seven-minute drive, nearly. And the other a 17-play, 71-yard drive that lasted nearly nine minutes, eight minutes and 53 seconds. So, um, and Jackson, by the way, he cut down. He carried 27 times for 117 two weeks ago. He only ran 11 times against Oakland, mm-hmm. but nine times in the second half. Threw only seven passes after halftime. Everybody was running yesterday in the second half uh, for the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> Through and around yeah. uh, the Raiders, unfortunately. But, uh, uh, 242 yards rushing on 43 attempts for the Ravens. They're at Atlanta. Atlanta's got the extra rest. We already talked about Atlanta right. having lost to New Orleans. Matt Ryan in defeat. Is everybody off the Matt Ryan bandwagon yet? 35 of 47 for 377. Two touchdowns, one pick. Sacked six times. Wow. Julio, 11 catches for 147. Calvin Ridley, 8 for 93 and a touch. 26 yards rushing for the Falcons in that game against the Saints. Four turnovers, though, minus three Mm -hmm. turnover margin. Atlanta's at home against Baltimore. I'm going to guess this could be way off here. I'm going to say the Falcons are three-point favorites. Falcons? I think the Falcons. Am I way off? Yes. The Ravens are road favorites here? Two and a half. Open two and a half. Give me the Falcons. Okay. Because I, I think we're at this point, and I said this a couple times earlier this year. There's one where I'm way off, right? In case you, in case you, in case you ever thought I was peaking, there's your, there's your re, uh, exhibit well, one for why, exhibit A for why I'm not. But that's your, right. that's the exercise, that's right, the exercise. Gil? I mean, we want some of these. You want to make numbers and compare them to. You've got like to look. Hang. You've got to look at home road splits with these teams. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about it like we talk about it with baseball all the time. But like the Dallas Cowboys, good at home, not so good on the road. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers have not won a road game all year. Atlanta is a home road team to me, and I don't know if like Atlanta's weakness is their secondary because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. They're getting guys back, but that's their right. that's their their mm-hmm. weakness this year. Lamar Jackson is not the guy to exploit that. I'd say Atlanta, my story. So I, I love the Falcons there. Okay. Give me the Falcons. Good. All right, buddy. Oh, that's exciting. And again, these are these are up. These are not these are these are up and ready for hmm. available for wagering here of course, at the South Point. We're assuming it's Lamar Jackson. Again, Joe, you're hip. Again, yeah, you you might see Flacco. I don't know, but I think it's probably Jackson. Uh the Browns and the Texans. Oh in Houston. Do we have a line here? Uh, we, have... we do have a line. Okay. Uh even though uh the uh Houston does play tonight. This will this will obviously Vary based on Houston's performance tonight. Injuries, yes. obviously. But if Houston wins this handily tonight, this is a different number than if they're in a dogfight, I think. Because mm-hmm. Cleveland, at 4-6-1, and one, is a live football team. Baker Mayfield, 19 for 26, 258, four touchdowns, no picks, and most notably, throwing shade at former coaches yesterday Ooh, yeah. after the game. By the way, that's a Browns rookie record, four touchdown passes uh, for for uh, Baker Mayfield, who I think we can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, all these rookie quarterbacks, the five that were drafted in the first round, was it five or six in the end? Wasn't it? Was it five? Wasn't wasn't Jackson the take it over? Didn't he take that over? So, let's see, Dalton. Anyway, the point is Mayfield we'll has it. established himself as the best of the bunch. Yeah, jo- Josh Allen's you know is raising his hand in Buffalo, mm-hmm. but but Baker Mayfield for sure. 
Um, five, after, five quarterbacks, right? After the game, um, he was asked, Baker Mayfield was, he was asked after their 35-20 to 20 win over the Bengals, which wasn't that close. It was 28 to nothing at one point. I was asked about, uh, you know, sort of former coaches, or was he bothered by the sight of his former coach on the other sideline plotting against him? Uh, quote, somebody who was in our locker room is asking us to play for him, and then he goes to a different team, said Mayfield, um, who didn't say much to Jackson. He was pressed on why, what was that conversation? Why was it a short conversation after the game? He's like, and that was his response. Again, somebody who was in our locker room is asking us to play for him, and then he goes to a different team. Mayfield went on to say he was not, he's not happy about it. He goes, look, that's, that's how I view it. So I don't have much to say. And he did go on to say, we got the right people here calling plays now. Shot across the bow. Mm. Hugh Jackson, who is a kryptonite to winning <laughs> on the Cincinnati Bengals sideline. For that was a good uh, game for the public yesterday, by the way. Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, the move um, where they went to a one-point favorite in some places. Close pick here. What's, what's again, we'll get to the Bengals momentarily, but Jacksonville and the Bengals, man, good Lord. And the Bengals were 5-5. Five and five. It's not like they were out of it. They lost Andy Dalton. Jeff Driscoll had to come in. But yeah. Cleveland's at Houston. I'm going to say it's, it's, it's Houston minus, again, sight unseen tonight. It could vary right. by a point. Yeah, I'll it, say it, Houston minus four. Four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sounds right. You got it. Mm-hmm. All right. The Bills break up the Bills. Yeah. At the Dolphins. Tannehill. Bills at the Dolphins. Tannehill returned yesterday. We talked about the Bills. Josh Allen, 8 of 19 for 160. One touchdown and a pick. But 13 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. Buffalo's still miserable on third downs. Two for 10. Uh, but Allen scored the go-ahead touchdown on a 14-yard run in the fourth quarter. Buffalo beat Jacksonville 24-21 in a game that was marred by that fight we talked about. Um, they win it outright as three-point dogs do the Bills. Bills are 4-7. and seven. How about that? Um, and then there's Miami, which we talked about, lost to the uh, to the Colts. Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, 17 of 25 for 204. But Miami penalties, 10 for 75. Dolphins have lost 10 of their last 11 road games. They're back at home here, though. Tannehill returning in this one after missing five games with a shoulder injury. Played well for he the did. Dolphins in this mm-hmm. ballgame. I'll say it's Miami at home against Buffalo by four and a half. Miami, six. Ooh. That's high. Dolphins, six here at the South Point. Why can't anybody—you know how I used to say Miami is all the team that, that flusters me from week to week? I can never figure them out. I think the market doesn't get Miami either. Yeah, uh, you're right. And again, it, it, this was a mixed bag uh, yesterday, the way the game was bet. It was Dolphins early and then Colts late. So Buffalo's got a good D. Six is a yeah. lot of points. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We'll do okay. that. We'll get more Guessing Lines. Week 13, National Football League. It's what we do right here on the Numbers Game at Visa. Support for today's show, as always, comes from the good people over at Bookmaker.eu. Bookmaker.eu, a key cog in my betting arsenal. Couldn't bet without it. It's an industry leader. Bookmaker.eu is for close to 30 years. Professional players consider them a must because they're first to post odds, oftentimes post the best odds, by the way, take the highest limits and pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. All of that in the mix It is indispensable. What are you doing if you don't have a bookmaker.eu account? Bookmaker, a high-volume sports book, best suited for the sophisticated player who understands sports betting, as well as also catering to large recreational players. Bookmaker's motto, as always, is where the lines originate. Chances are your sports book follows their line, so why not join the originator at bookmaker.eu? And right now, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill, that's bookmaker.eu slash g-i-l-l, you visit right now. 
You can claim an exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300 just for going to that site right now, that URL. Again, it's bookmaker.eu slash G-I-L-L. That's me. To join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300, I'm going to say it one more time just in case it didn't get through. First to post odds, highest limits, never kick out a winning player. That doesn't chime in for you? Make a mark? I don't know what will. Bookmaker.eu slash Gil. Check it out. Now, back to a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Broadcasting live from our v studios in Las Vegas. All right, Vinny, what's next? Uh, well, Bears and Giants. And uh, full disclosure here, we've got to wait to see what the status of Mitchell Trubisky is. Mitchell Trubisky's status uncertain. Right. Did not play on Thanksgiving Day. Chase Daniel, 27 of 37 for 230. Two touchdowns, no picks, sacked four times. How'd you like his performance? I did not like it. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Chase Daniel, very nice. He holds on to the ball forever. Mm. Throw the ball. True. Good so why, point. Is, why is a career backup? 78 career passes before that game on Thursday. And if he plays out his Bears contract to the end of next year, he will have earned $34 million over the course of his career. That's, just want to point that out. That's a nice gig. Mama, right? let your babies grow up to be backup <laughs> quarterbacks. So Chicago wins that game, and they win it on a pick six where just Matthew Stafford got baited. Mm-hmm. They win it and cover on a pick six with six minutes left. Yes. It's not like the Bears betters were, like, coasting in. Giants mm-hmm. lose to the Eagles yesterday, and along with the Redskins, have the most beef against refs. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was right. He got he did get just held. absolutely <clears throat> held on a yep. play. But then there's Eli. Eli throws a horrible pick at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this matters. Like, I think as much as we like to kill Trubisky, like, I think this matters. I'll, I'll say it's the Bears minus three. Well, we did, we did not post this game because so, oh, of yeah. the uh, Trubisky. Okay. Because there is, listen. It matters. We did have a we did have a. Uh, a a Chase Daniel, <clears throat> excuse me, sample. So, uh, and 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 of course, in the eyes of the betters, they they want to know as well. So, now, yeah. mm-hmm. are we fifty six or fifty seven here? We're fifty six. Okay, right. we'll talk more about this game. We'll get some more guessing lines on a numbers game at Veasan coming up in moments with Vinny Maliulo in for Chrissy Andrews. Now, live from the VSIN studios in the South Point Hotel and Casino, it's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game right here at VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Oh, music dropped out quick there. Sirius XM Channel 204, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, and of course, Fubo TV. Can we let the music slide? Diminuendo, opposite of crescendo. Those who uh, took the piano once upon a time. It's Gil Alexander. Jorge Mondaca is here. Jorge Andres Mondaca. Uh, I told Jorge, I said, Jorge, uh, going away from the show luncheon tomorrow uh, for your departure. And Jorge's like, I got a doctor's appointment. I got a doctor. Can't go, Gil. Sorry. What, you can't eat after the doctor? Jeez. Sorry, Jorge. Hi, guys. Jorge. Jorge, it's radio, <laughs> Jorge. You got to speak at some point. Um, all right. So Vinny, right. who's in for Chrissy, by the way. Let's go back. Chicago at New York was where mm-hmm. we left off. Chicago at the Giants. Because uh, I think this is interesting. Because I didn't think Chase Daniel, even though Chase Daniel's box score looks okay there, Watching that game, I actually, for as much, uh, can I use the word crap? For as much crap as I've given Mitch Trubisky over time, and, and I do think some of that's warranted, Trubisky beats you with his feet, not with his, with his arm. Mm. Yeah. The drop-off yeah. to Daniel, to me, was, was actually big because with that good of a defense that the Bears have, Trubisky's actually a great quarterback to have where he beats you with his feet like that. It, it, to me, that's a dimension that they need on that offense. I thought Daniel held onto the ball way too much, sacked four times, and the pick six saved them. 
I think it I think with Trubisky at the Giants, it's three or four. And I think without Trubisky, it drops below a field goal. And I wouldn't be surprised if once the betting gets through with uh, as the, over the course of the week, if it's anywhere close to a pick 'em against Daniel. Um I make the game between three and four with Trubisky, and I think we've got something to base it on now, and this will be back-to-back road games too, right? Now, let's let's kind of put that part into perspective because it was the shortest turnaround. The Bears had the shortest turnaround uh, when they played on Thanksgiving Day because their game got flexed the previous week. Right. Um, this time they've got extra rest, so is there extra preparation time? But the but the, the bottom line is this, um, yeah. And again, and we've we've talked at length about Trubisky during the course of the year. Um, I personally think he needs the rest of this year. I think we'll get a better idea of his of, of him as a uh, a top flight quarterback uh, as we get into next year. But that, that's that's a separate discussion. But the reality here is. Um, there's 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 going to be a significant a difference here between you know uh, between Trubisky and Daniels. I'm so with we'll you. I, the wait I, to see. I'm with you. We talk, yeah. talk about is there Even really the Giants Flacco and Lamar Jackson? Is there a difference in the line? I don't think so. Mitch Trubisky to Chase Daniel. I actually do think it's from yeah, three to now. three or four mm-hmm. to below the three. I yeah. think here yeah. at the Giants mm-hmm. should be noted again the Giants. Uh, Eli Manning twenty six for thirty seven for two ninety seven one touchdown and a pick. Saquon Barkley who's a Ferrari parked in a Fiat garage. 13 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown. Seven catches, 41 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Giants kill themselves with penalties, 11 for 91. But again, Manning threw a really bad pick to Malcolm Jenkins of the Eagles, too, before the second quarter ended. Uh, take the field goal, man. Take the field goal. Stop forcing the ball. The Giants led this 19 to 3. They were in control uh, uh, in, in significant chunks of this game really they were end up losing to the eagles 25 to 22 the giants do get the cover but the eagles get the win giants fall to three and eight uh saquon only had five touches in the second half after 15 in the first and odell beckham jr who is never uh shy to put it that way odell beckham jr after the game uh he had much to say um including um, you know, just going after the, the game plan of his own New York Giants, basically saying, you know, they do have a uh, really bad uh, bad secondary, specifically. He said, quote, knowing they were struggling with injuries in the secondary, personally, I would have loved to attack them, but that wasn't in our game plan, I guess. He didn't say I guess. I added that. Uh, the, Eagles, the Eagles entered Sunday with three cornerbacks out for the game. New York's offense collapsed in the second half, 51 yards and three points in the second half. Eagles entered the day ranked 24th in the NFL in passing yardage allowed. So uh, Beckham Jr. with the point. Right? Eagles have life. Uh, Uh, Yeah, if if the Redskins lose to the mm -hmm. Eagles and the Cowboys, as they should, as their favorite to do, lose to the the Saints. Right. Three-way tie at 6-6 atop atop the (laughs) NFC East with four games left in the season. Wow. Skins are so seven. We'll get yeah. to them. So, so okay, we're in agreement. So three or yeah. four with Trubisky on the road, yeah. less than three without yeah. him. Chase Daniel mm-hmm. was not good. I don't care what anybody tells We'll wait to get that announcement. Same thing here. Uh, Broncos uh, in Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Andy Dalton had to leave yesterday. His hand. Uh, uh, thumb. Thumb. Thumb injury re- re- mm-hmm. after a snap that went over his head. He tried to mm-hmm. recover that. So, so Denver's at Cincinnati here? Uh, Denver at Cincinnati, yeah. Uh, so. 
Cincinnati loses to the Browns 35-20. to Dalton was 10 for 17 before his injury for 100 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Jeff Driscoll in his uh, stead, 17 for 29, 155, one touchdown, no picks. Cincinnati, 13 penalties for 96 yards. Again, Dalton hurt the thumb on his passing hand while trying to recover that fumble that basically a snap over his head in the third quarter didn't return. Denver, and we'll get to this from the Pittsburgh side of things coming up, but how about the Denver Broncos? Vance Joseph is like a, he's like Jason Garrett. Well, Jason Garrett's more of a cockroach, right? You can't kill off Jason Garrett, but Vance Joseph's got a little survival in him, doesn't he? 24 to 17, Broncos beat the Steelers yesterday as three-point dogs. The Broncos have beaten the Chargers and the Steelers in consecutive weeks to up their record to five and six. They're in it. Steelers, uh, you know what? But remember, the Steelers came back and took a 17-10 lead in oh, this game. I, I remember. Uh, 97-yard uh, uh, pass completion. Big Ben to Juju. Yeah. So Philip Lindsay Broncos. for the Broncos yesterday. 14 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. You know, the Broncos were outgained, Vinny, by the Steelers, 527 to 308. I thought that the Steelers uh, had righted things, right? But you look at these last two games. I mean, they had to come back. They were down 16-0 last week. Right. In, uh, came back. To Jacksonville, Jacksonville and came back. So I, you just, I but don't, don't we say this about the Steelers? We'll get to the Steelers. But don't uh, we say this about them every year? They always have one bad road loss. This might be it this year. They've had two subpar games in a row, though, right? I mean, they beat the Jaguars yeah. last week. Yeah. I mean, we, we see what the Jaguars are. So, are, are you suggesting that somewhere Le'Veon is starting to kick his feet up a little? He's like, oh, let's see how this no, plays out. No, I'm not. No, nope, no we're done with that. that. I, think I think that's beyond. Okay. Broncos uh, ended the Chargers six-game winning streak last week, mm-hmm. snapped the Steelers six-game winning streak so, this week. Uh, uh, that game ended, by the way. Shelby Harris with 103 left uh, gets blocked back, far back enough where he picks off Ben's intended pass to mm-hmm. Antonio Brown from the Denver two, yep. sealing the dealio. Uh, but you say there, we don't know the we don't, the, have, we don't know. Don't so have it yet. Dalton it, to Driscoll's uh, pretty significant, even though. It's, yeah, I mean, if it's Dalton, it's three, and if it's Driscoll, it's a pick 'em. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's okay. a, yeah, right. fair enough. That was easy. Um, hey Gil, yes, before sir. we move on from there, hmm. what do you make of the reports coming out that if the Bengals make a coaching change this offseason, Hugh Jackson could be in line to take over? <laughs> oh God, I think I, I think I make of that what everybody will make of that. What the hell are you doing? No, seriously, really. I mean, come on. First of all, Marvin Lewis, who has been the coach there for so many more years than anyone would have imagined, but the the Bengals organization likes to keep continuity so they've kept Marvin Lewis through all this but the Bengals like with the Jaguars the Bengals look so bad now and are so bad particularly on defense that this could spell the end of Marvin Lewis but why would if that report is true and by I'm not going to buy it I don't buy that it is but if it is what in the heck is your why would your first reaction be oh I've got to get me some Hugh Jackson Get Hugh Jackson on the horn now. Oh, he's here? Oh, I forgot. Just call him up to the office. <laughs> on the intercom. Like, don't, yeah, don't do that. No. What are you doing? Inner office memo. Like, do, 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 does, does Mike Brown, who runs the Bengals organization, does he look like around and see, oh, there's young whippersnapper Sean McVay over there in the Rams. Oh, I, I see. Maybe maybe we should try to get something like that. What Hugh Jackson, who Baker Mayfield told you without telling you yesterday, is like a, is kryptonite to winning. Oh, that, that report can't be true. Can't be. All right. I'm sorry, Vinny. You okay. Yeah, I'm okay. All right. Rams and the Lions in Detroit. I will actually say nothing much about this game because the Rams had a bye last week. Mm-hmm. When last week last bye when last that was it. Way. That was Chiefs the last and bye. Rams were no more. Everybody plays for the. 
next five weeks. Everybody plays. Uh, Rams are 10 at 1. They're traveling to Detroit. Detroit's 4 and 7. Detroit got beat on Thanksgiving by the Bears. Mm-hmm. Rams are on the road, you said? Yes, sir. Uh, Rams, it has to start at 10. I'll say it's 10. Nine and a half. You're right there. It'll be 10. Yeah, it'll get to 10. All right. How was that? I had nothing to say about that game. Cardinals in Green Bay to play the Packers. Packers, as you pointed out earlier, winless on the road this year. Winless on the road. We'll get to the Vikings in a minute. Vikings beat the Packers. This game was tied last night at halftime, 14 yeah. apiece. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you look at the box score, the Vikings just dismantled the Packers. Mm-hmm. And really, were it not for the questionable decision-making of Mike Zimmer, at- this would not have been close. Did you? Uh, oh, okay. oh, don't get me started. We'll get to it in a minute with the okay. Vikings. I don't want to spoil it on the All Packers. Right. But as far as the Packers are concerned, yeah, uh, their final seven possessions last night produced one field goal. Mm. Five punts, one turnover on downs. They failed to move the chains on eight of ten third downs. Mm. And, and I said this last week with Aaron Rodgers, and it deserves to be said again. He is missing some passes badly in key situations. Really short little outs to the running backs, he or to the wide receivers. Mm. He's missing them badly in key situations. So he is not absolved of all you know, blame here even though I think this is the end for Mike McCarthy. Arizona's traveling to Green Bay. Arizona, Josh Rosen yesterday, while Phillip Rivers was setting records. Josh Rosen was 12 of 19 for 105, a touchdown and a pick. Cardinals had a 10 to nothing lead against the Chargers yesterday. Yeah, we needed the Cardinals <laughs> yesterday. Did you? Yeah, it was looking yeah. good. Then Jimmy Vaccaro had the great line. He said, it's 10 nothing. That's a that's a good score in a Cardinals game. And <laughs> he said, yeah, there were a few games like that. The Giants were up big, too. Yeah. That's they, right. were, they were covering early, too. Chargers then proceeded to score touchdowns on six of seven possessions. 28-point second quarter the Cardinals gave up to the Chargers. Arizona at Green Bay. Um, listen, Aaron Rodgers said after the game last night, he's like, well, I'm going to run the table. He's got it all figured out. Yeah. I, am I crazy to say the Packers, for as much as I as we want to knock the four, six, and one Packers, mm. that they've got to be a 10-point favorite here as well? Because if it's seven, everybody's betting the Packers. Um, and if it's seven and a half, I still think they're betting the Packers. It's it's significantly higher. I'll give you another shot at it. It's higher than 10. Yes. Packers at home against the Cardinals. <laughs> I thought I was I thought I was getting frisky with the 10. It's not two touchdowns, is it, Vinny? Sure is. Wow. Wow. There you go. Two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Are you running to the window right now? What were the Chargers yesterday? They were 13 against the... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're considering the cold weather here, bitter home field. Well, but they're far worse of a football team than the Chargers are. That's curious. That's, that's high. The Chargers got as high. The Chargers closed 14 yesterday here. That's high. So 14's ridiculous. All but right. again, it's it's the Cardinals, right? So do you want to... Mm-hmm. Again, the image of George Costanza pushing out women and children out of the way during the fire. You might have sealed the deal. You said, <laughs> yeah. your boy Aaron Rodgers, he's missing some passes. You yeah. see him lighten it up next week. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, totally. I have <laughs> <Right>. that effect. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals, I, I'm, listen, I'm not racing to bet the Cardinals, but 14's high. All right. Yeah, I said 10, but 14 okay. is high. Here's one for you. Yeah. How high is this one? The Chiefs in Oakland play the Raiders. Chiefs coming off a bye when last we saw them. Playing the epic game against the Rams, losing. They're nine and two. 
Now, and let me just say this about the Oakland Raiders, Vinny. I said this to you off air. I will, I will repeat this on air because this is perhaps the most damning thing I can say. So every Monday morning before I come in here, I actually, as you can tell, take notes on every team and every game and things that I want to get to. And sometimes I forget to get to certain things because I have so many things to say about stuff. Maybe much to people's chagrin, too, that I have too much to say. You know what happened with the Oakland Raiders? I have nothing. There was nothing to write. Like, not even, even with the bad teams, at least I can say, oh, why were they doing this? Why were they doing this? With Oakland, it's just this, yeah, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing in the box score. There's nothing in the performance. There's nothing. Ravens beat them yesterday 34-17. to To answer your question, the Chiefs will be more than a two-touchdown favorite at the Raiders. So I'll just say 14-and-a-half, and we'll go from there. Yeah, 15. That's what, oh, Chrissy opened it. Mm-hmm. That one makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So basically what we're saying, if the Raiders, if the Chiefs were hosting the Raiders, it would be over 17. Right. By the way, this is uh, one of two games they've got left here in the last uh, month of the season. They, oh, they play each other. This is in, their first yeah. meeting. Yeah, this is their first meeting of the year. <laughs> so that, so in, that 17 yeah. plus so points. So what what, what's it going to be in Kansas City? Yeah. Well, I think to <clears throat> Gil, it'll depend. Is it the last game of the season? I have to double check that because it'll depend on, uh, uh, you know, what the playoff standings are too, right? You know, we, we always see that. Yep. Week 17. Oh, it's a week 17 game? I think it is. It oh, might okay. be. Jorge those games are all squirrely. That. Yeah, those games. Are, that's why yeah. we don't do a guessing lines because you just right. have no idea. So, um, so Chiefs. 15 on the opener. It Jets week 17, by the in way. Tennessee. Tennessee does play tonight. Tennessee plays tonight. Mm-hmm. Mariota in the lineup tonight yeah, with the elbow. Did, uh, post a number here at the South Point on this. You game. did? Yes. Jets at Tennessee. Jets are at Tennessee to play the Titans. And again, okay. uh, McCown, Darnold. So, Darnold was out of the boot, but he didn't play yesterday. Uh, not, again, I don't know if there's a not enough of a difference to not post it. How's okay. That? I gave a shout to Frank Reich earlier for the mortar kick. Okay. Right. Which none of the announcers mentioned where it's like, okay, they got the flag on the 24, 24 tying touchdown. They got a flag. And instead of kicking it through the end zone, Frank Reich did the right thing. He mortar kicked it. They all got an additional flag. Miami was pinned back, played it beautifully. The Colts yesterday at the end knew the rules. So, in the category of coaching mismanagement 101 once again. Todd Bowles yesterday for the Jets <laughs> taking on the uh, Patriots. Patriots beat the Jets 27-13, to mm-hmm. covering the closing 12.5 point number here at the uh, South Point Hotel Casino. We'll get to this game momentarily when we talk about the Patriots. But Todd Bowles yesterday, the Jets were up 7 to nothing. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the Patriots are driving. And James White was called for an offensive pass interference on third and two from the Jets' 24-yard line. Okay? Offensive PI, third and two from the Jets' 24. Mm -hmm. So you have an option, fourth and two, or you push him back third and 12, which is not out of field goal range, right? You're still in field goal range. you're still in field goal range, right. Okay, so the play is you clearly decline that penalty and you put them in fourth down because it's Tom Brady, for God's sakes. Fourth down. That's Fourth down. Yes. Make them choose. Make them kick a field goal or one play and out. Anybody can win on one play, right? There you go. That's not what Todd Bowles did. No. No. Accepted the penalty. Accept that penalty. Third and 12 from the 34. And, of course, what did Brady do? Brady to Gronk. Who, by the way, Gronk sighting everybody. Yeah. First touchdown in... Since 1987, I believe. <laughs> no, it was a long time for Gronk, who, who, by the way, I said, I've said on this show, 
I think we've kind of seen the end of him, but he showed up for that yesterday. Well, but the but he's the, a decoy at this point. At, at, at this, here's the thing: he still has to draw cover. He's still yeah. an option. He's still got great hands. Three catches. Um, this one for a beautiful makes touchdown catch. His teammates more of a factor. He makes him better. And this right, was more a, dangerous. And this was a heck of a catch. Yeah. He grabs it, mm-hmm. touchdown. Looked mm-hmm. plenty healthy on that play. Yeah. After missing the past two games with back mm-hmm. and ankle issues. Mm-hmm. And because of Todd Bowles taking that penalty, right. seven to seven game. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what would have happened if he declined it, but you get the idea. Why would you give Tom Brady? Because it's not like pushing him back mm-hmm. gets you out of field goal range. Gostkowski's still going to sink it because he's Gostkowski. Anyway, Todd Bowles, who I will uh, give a lifetime pass for because he's a Washington Redskins Super Bowl champion, just a ridiculous decision. And Mike Zimmer's coming up. It gets worse. <laughs> uh, Tennessee minus four and a half at home against the Jets. I'll give you, give you. More? Tennessee. Yes. Really? Why? The Jets. Why is Tennessee? Is in, in Tennessee. But Tennessee is the most schizophrenic Jekyll and Hyde. Well. Yin and Yang. I don't, I don't know anything else to say. I don't know. You, well, Tennessee, one of the, why is Tennessee? Why would Tennessee be that big of a favorite over the Jets? Because it's the Jets and Todd Bowles, as you just mentioned. Yeah, but it's Tennessee. Okay. All right. What is it? Six then? Nine and a half. What? Nine and a half. Tennis. Wait a minute, Vinny. Tennessee's a nine and a half point favorite over the Jets. Open nine and a half right here. I'm sorry. What world did we just enter? <laughs> uh, what is it? Tennessee is a nine and a half point favorite over the Jets. That's got to be. You, you, you're putting that up up right now should we go to break so you can go better right now let's go to break go right ahead. now let's go to break have a coffee that's ridiculous that's ridiculous all right play on the jets you're telling me it's nine and a half is this mic on yeah it is i'm sorry <laughs> okay well that's why we do guessing lines i sit here outraged and then we see it pan out the next sunday okay uh, all right we got more games to get to we got a whole bunch more i'm guessing we'll see uh, if we can got uh, one two Let's just, so so four, far, four. the most outraged I've been by, so I'd be on the Jets. You'd be on the Jets. See, the Jets, I'd actually play. Arizona, I wouldn't, right? The difference between 10 or 14 on Green Bay. Like, I'm not racing to, to play the Cardinals because Aaron Rodgers could go crazy, and he probably mm-hmm. will. Okay. But the Jets, if you're giving me all those points, just like with Miami last week when you told me the Colts were nine-point favorites against the Dolphins, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And what was the other one, Jorge, where I was like, wait a minute, What? Your other one was Atlanta and the... Baltimore. I'll take Atlanta. So I like Atlanta right. and I like the Jets. Right. You had Atlanta favor. <laughs> that sets up for a fun Sunday. There Put you your go. money behind the Falcons. There you go. And think the about Jets. think about that's right. Think about what you just said. Yeah. All right, we got more. <laughs> Guessing lines. That's why we do it. Week thirteen, National Football League, right here on a numbers game at Feeson. Broadcasting live from our VSIN studios in Las Vegas. It is a numbers game right here at VSIN, Sirius XM Channel 204, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, uh, Fubo TV. Jorge has just won a side bet, ladies and gentlemen. Jorge, tell the people what you've just won. I may have made a bet with one of the owners of VSIN that there would be <laughs> uh, six states that will legalize sports betting this year because it's an election year and every politician wants to get extra money into their coffers. By the end of calendar year, this was yes. this bet. Yeah. Mm. And Ben Fox at ESPN reports that Twin Rivers Casino in Rhode Island will open its sports book today. They are the eighth state to offer legal sports betting in the United States. We're at eight? Did I miss seven? I think counting Pennsylvania. I don't think or they... counting Pennsylvania? Mm. Well, it's seven. You won either way. 
Either All way, right. I'm, I'm, I'm... What did you win, Jorge? Do you need security out of here? I, I might need security out of here. I think I won afternoon shows. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, he you'll got, be in. Who'd got, you bet? He got out of who, who, you, show, one of the, Did you say one of, one of the principals? One of them, yeah. And you won the bet? Yes, sir. Yeah, you won't be on day shift. Yeah, yeah, you're done. You're, you're, <laughs> Graveyard. You're over. <laughs> All right, so what have we learned here today? What we've learned is my, uh, my Redskins and Dolphins from last week, which you get if you had bet them. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, even the Redskins at the time of guessing lines would both be winners for yesterday. My Redskins and Dolphins from last week, this week, are the Falcons and the Jets. I'm, in, I'm incredulous at those lines. Okay, good. I like that we have a couple of these, though. Yeah, well, you want. We, there are some weeks where we have nothing. Where yeah, like, but uh, okay. you're. All right. All right. What's next? Vikings, Patriots. Vikings, Patriots. Vikings yesterday. So they beat the uh, Packers on Sunday night football 24-17, to a game that was 14-14 to at the half, but a game that the Vikings statistically dominated. Right. But Mike Zimmer, what are you doing? And not just once, but twice. How about at the end of the game? Well, let me get to that one first. Oh, okay. Let me get to the first one all first. Right. Go ahead. Go first. Vikings end up winning 24-17, covering the three-and-a-half point spread. First of all, the Vikings are up 10 points, right? And it's fourth and short with time running out in the game. Fourth and short on the Green Bay 2 or 4? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Inside, the five. Inside the 5. Inside the 5. Right. And uh, Mike Zimmer elects to go for it. Not only go for it, but the play selection— all right, yeah. Well, was a pass. Well, okay. Well, he, like, he likes to go for it, period. And at that point, you're like, okay, if you kick the field goal, you're up 13, which is two touchdowns needed, mm -hmm. as opposed to if you miss this, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, let me repeat that, Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. will only need a touchdown and a field goal to push this into overtime. And Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels both go, oh, yeah, it's the right call. What? Uh, oh, it's still two scores. It's not the same kind of two scores. One's a field goal, <clears throat> for God's sakes. I'm like, what are they doing? So anybody who had the Packers yesterday mm -hmm. plus three and a half was like, oh, my God, please go for it. And they did, and they failed. Right. And exactly. the back door was wide open. Cover oh, by the way. What are you doing, Mike Zimmer? Um, locking in, at least at that point, unless a defensive score happened to uh, locking in. Packer teasers. You had made a, a point about teasers, teasers at the beginning of the uh, twenty-four of, the show. of twenty-eight. Correct. Mm -hmm. So plus ten and a half on the seven-point teaser with were the Packers. Mm -hmm. So that hook, yes, came into play. Would have been a teaser killer as well, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. And then and then just to uh, make sure uh, that uh, you were thinking, oh, Mike Zimmer, maybe he had one one brain fart there. Maybe maybe he won't have another. Oh, yes, he did. Because he did exactly what the Chargers did, which we lambasted the Chargers for last week against mm -hmm. the Broncos. Mm -hmm. The Chargers throw a pass inside the two-minute warning last week to stop the clock yes. and give Denver four or five additional plays right. that Denver then Wait, used to win the to football win the game. game. Correct. Michael, uh, Mike Zimmer yesterday, they call a pass on right inside the two-minute warning on right. third and short, which, by the way, Kirk Cousins throws behind Stephon Diggs, and Diggs still manages to grab it, saving the Vikings, who were up seven at that time. Because if that ball goes to the turf, Aaron Rodgers gets four or five additional mm -hmm. more plays. Instead, Diggs catches it, the game's over. But if that goes to the turf, the clock is stopped, and they've got to, get, they've got to punt the football. So that's two plays where, like, what are you doing, Mike Zimmer? Mm. They got away with it. They did. But had an effect on the uh, betting result for sure. Yes, Jorge. 
in the first series of the game, he wasted a timeout on a fourth and one. Right. And then they had a false start. That's right. It was a horrible sequence. There was all sorts of bad decisions on his part yesterday. Horrible sequence. And they will all, and this is the thing, and it it gets back to sort of like the Cowboys fan thing that I was talking about after the Redskins-Cowboys game, where my Cowboys buddy was like, hey, Amari Cooper really showed up, didn't he? I'm like, dude, Quentin Dunbar slipped and ha-ha, Clinton Dick stood a bad angle. angle." Like, what game are you watching? It's amazing how people twist the narrative to their, like, what? Sure. Tell the truth. So this Zimmer stuff is going to get washed under because they got the win. But file it away for the playoffs. Well, you have to. Girls. You, as a better, you yeah. want to pay attention to not just the finals. Go read about, read the box scores. What? You see, you have to watch as many games as you possibly can. And it's hard to. Mm-hmm. Let's, I mean, look, I, I get it. Uh, we do it for Wait, people for have our jobs. But, people have lives. What? Um, but when you isolate games like that, you've got to, you've got to, you know, kind of pay attention to those things. Yeah. Because for future reference, as you pointed out, because it really felt like. And I've asked Michael Lombardi this. I'm like, is it just that, like, we who are sitting on our couch eating a sandwich, we, our brain is more is is less cluttered than a coach on the sidelines who has to make these decisions, or is it genuinely that coaches just they they choke? And I, and I think this was choking last well, night. Well, you also wonder what's being said in 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 the headsets in his too. That's and right. What, because it's the, this is I mean, at the end of the day, it's the head coach's decision, right? Yeah. Um, but it's still a, a there, there is a um, they are caucused. They are discussing, right? I mean, you've got coordinators, you've got other coaches. Mm-hmm. You would, but file still, it away. Somebody's got to know. Look, we got to we got to got to clock the clock. The clock is as valuable as points in in many situations. That's what we're talking about. Well, as Michael Lombardi as Michael Lombardi says, they need to view the clock. As an equivalent to a number of plays, sure. how much does mm-hmm. that? Cl- what what is the number of mm-hmm. plays the opposing team can run, mm-hmm. given the amount of clock you're giving them by making that decision? Right. Um, boy. Anyway, Kirk Cousins, great game, twenty nine of thirty eight, three forty two, right. three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Adam Thielen, eight catches for one twenty five and a touchdown. The Patriots, who you said they are traveling to here, the Patriots eight and three. They beat the mm-hmm. uh, the Jets by two touchdowns. Sony Michelle, twenty one carries, one hundred thirty three yards and a touchdown. Gronk with three catches, fifty six yards and a touchdown. The Pats had four hundred ninety eight total yards of offense, but a lot of penalties for New England. Eleven for one hundred five. Um, season best one thirty three by the so way for Michelle. Let me just before you give me a number yes. here, I want to say this: we don't have a number posted on this game yet. Just Reviewing a few things from uh, the Vikings game last night, mm-hmm. and smart. I have a number we can you and I can talk about them because it'll be close to this, I think. But just to make sure that everybody came out of the uh, Patriot game, because you know you talked about Gronk earlier in out, but you know he's been. I think they've adjusted right to to the non Gronk Gronk uh, yeah. situation in the past. But just uh, so for the folks listening, yeah. again, it's not in you pa- watching Don Best right now. It's, I, I it's got not pa- there. what do you say? Patriots by six would be my guess. Yeah, six six to seven. It's right there. Yeah. So D- David Purdom, who does such a wonderful job over at ESPN, he reports uh, the Patriots opened uh, as low as seven and a half over the Jets, closed yeah. as high as thirteen. Thirty minutes prior to kickoff, ninety-seven percent of the money bet on the game's point spread was on the Patriots. Uh, that's I guess I guess he culled everybody together. Came up with that number ninety seven percent of the money at Caesars. He reports in Nevada for every one bet on the underdog Jets, there were ten on the Patriots. Head of risk Jeff Davis said the money wagered on the game was even more lopsided on New England. Purdom also reports the Patriots covered the spread, uh, but late in the fourth quarter, 
Josh McCown led a 13-play drive down. I guess he's just recovering. He's just re- uh, recounting the final drive. He said, uh, John Murray, our buddy over at the Superbook, Purdom Reports, said we had a guy bet $50,000 flat on the Patriots minus nine early in the week. People were piling on five figures on the Patriots all week, no matter what we moved the number to. And it should be noted that it came down to Plinko at the end. The Jets were driving. Could have mm-hmm. could have covered, but, we, it didn't, uh, but it didn't work out. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Vaccaro, Chrissy went out front. He was on the counter. Jimmy Vaccaro and I were sitting there watching that. Uh, they did have a chance to cover right They got down end. to the four-yard line. By the line. way, there was some jet money for the first half yesterday, too. Let's uh, remember that. So we talk about the games themselves, which have the most money wagered on them and everything. But Four-yard line, that's all, and that's they, Plinko. But they got they, – the Jets were yeah. – they were first in goal, by the way, uh, on a, a penalty in the red zone. Uh, it was Did not get in. It was a 13 play drive down to the four yard line. Mm-hmm. Two incomplete passes turned the ball over on downs. Yep. From there. By the way, the receiver on fourth down dropped the ball. How many more games have we got to get to here, Vinny? We've got uh, one, one afternoon three. and two night games. Yep. One afternoon and two night games. Let's do the yep. one afternoon right here, real quick. Here you go Niners, Seahawks in Seattle. Boy, let me tell you about the Seahawks. The uh, rejuvenated Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks had a schedule when Warren Sharp and I would do the strength of schedule before the season. We were talking about how the Giants' first seven was a mm-hmm. gauntlet, and it turned out to be a gauntlet for the Giants. But one of the things we noted with the Seahawks, Warren does very great strength of schedule analysis, was how theirs, their gauntlet, if you will, was going to be their last nine games of the year. But they got a break, break, if you will, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down for the Niners. So two of those nine games immediately became mm-hmm. unbelievably more easy. Well, the Seahawks, the last month, have had a really tough schedule, and they have blasted through it. Mm-hmm. And now it looks great for the Seahawks moving forward with those two Niners games among the remaining five. The Seahawks are 6-5. and five. They beat the, the Panthers yesterday 30-27, to 27, Russell Wilson uh, on a fourth and three with 326 left in this game. Fourth and three throws a 35-yard touchdown pass to David Moore. If you're a Panthers back or a Panthers fan, you're like, this kid is killing me. Unbelievable. Russell Wilson is unbelievable. You are always alive always. with that, him. That dude is in amazing. Game, right? Always. I mean, he he's he's got a dimension. He's got a, a mental toughness as well as a, yeah. a maneuverability factor that just you know. And, and again, but here's the thing, Carolina. Look at they've lost three in a row. Look how they've lost them. See that's and that's when right? we talk about like filing away with Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Can you really you really want to put money behind this team, Carolina in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. If they get there, if they know, get there, if they now, get there now, right. So that, that touchdown, the fourth and three, would have been a game-ender pretty much. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's 27-27. Panthers come down. Graham Gano misses, misses a 52. Because you got to kick a 52-yarder, Ron <laughs> Rivera. It's what you really want to do there. Uh, with 140 left in the game, that would have given the Panthers lead. Gano has uh, let him down again two weeks in a row, the Panthers. Um, 41 straight at home Gano had made, including a 63-yarder that beat the Giants. Of course, the Giants are like, yeah, we remember. But he misses that one, and then uh, the Seahawks come down the uh, field, and uh, Wilson hits Ty Lockett uh, on a big gainer that puts them in field goal range. The rest is history. Seattle wins it. Good for Seattle. Wilson, 22 for 31, mm-hmm. 339, two touchdowns, no picks. Ty Lockett, 5 for 107 and a touch. David Moore, 4 for 103 and a touchdown. Seahawks, 2 for 2 on fourth downs. 
And then there's the Niners. Uh, they lose to, who'd they lose to, for God's sakes? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay. Breida, 106 yards on the ground. Pettis, 4 for 77 at a touchdown. But the Niners were 1 for 8 on third they down. They bet the Niners yesterday in that game. Who did? People? Yeah. People. Really? People. People. Uh, and Reuben Foster's Dunzo. That's the end. And I brought this up with Michael Lombardi a couple weeks ago. The Niners need to start evaluating themselves because their drafts look miserable now. That John Lynch draft looks awful. Some bad decision-making. That Reuben Foster thing brings it to light. Reuben Foster uh, cut from the team after another domestic violence charge. By the way, the Niners played without Garcon and Goodwin yesterday, mm-hmm. also without Alfred Morris. Uh, Seahawks by – this is in Seattle. In Seattle. One Always a rain factor this time of year. Yeah. I'm going to say Seattle by 10. 10 it is. There you go. Right on the money. All right. We'll do the primetime game. Sunday night flex. Monday night. Next on a numbers game at Vincent. Vinny in for Chrissy. Broadcasting live from our VSIN studios in Las Vegas. David Purdom, our buddy from ESPN, also uh, reporting that a better at MGM placed an $80,000 bet on the Browns and high five figure bets on the Niners, Eagles, Jaguars, and Jets. Some good, some not so good. <laughs> Superbook took an $84,000 bet on the Bucks. Minus three, minus 120 when the line was first posted on the board last Sunday. Nope, not good. Um, and then a VIB customer at the Superbook placed a $55,000 bet on the Packers plus three and a half against the Vikings. Um, Ed Salmon's reporting that uh, if the Vikings won, which they did, they'll probably break even for the day. So, yeah, it was a good, uh, needed the Vikings last night. It was a good result. Sunday night, Vinny, flex, time to have. Sunday night, the Chargers in Pittsburgh to play the Steelers, hearkening back to the was it? Remember that? Uh, was it AFC title game? Oh, in Pittsburgh. Oh, back in the day with the Chargers won, and the Chargers won as pretty. And they were uh, then they played the Forty Nine ers nineteen hundred and ninety four ninety five season. Yeah, Bobby Bethard, San Bobby Diego Bethard, Chargers. San Diego Chargers. Super San Chargers. Diego. <laughs> Super Chargers. Bobby yeah. Bethard doing it after his uh, stint mm-hmm. with the Skins. And then getting the Chargers there. Chargers end up getting crushed by the Niners in the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's a footnote. Yep. Uh, Chargers at Pittsburgh. This is where all the Chargers fans, by the way, the people who live in Southern California, are like, okay, here's where we lose. Defeatist Chargers fans. If they did not mismanage the clock last week, they'd be the two seed right now, right? They would be the two seed right now. I believe okay. so. Yeah. Well. Right? They would have two losses. No. They, but so would, the, so would the Chiefs, though. No, no. The Chiefs would be the one seed because the Chiefs beat them. Correct. The Patriots have three losses. Oh, right. As no. do the Steelers. Okay, yeah, you're the, right. The, the Chargers would well, be. Well, they wouldn't be because they're in the same division, though, Vinny. Chargers and Chiefs. I'm just saying they would be the top two teams in the yeah. AFC, the top two seeds, right? No. Oh, they wouldn't be, be because they're in. That's right. They wouldn't be. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, two best records. The first thing about this game that needs to be said is we need to find out about Melvin Gordon today. Because Melvin Gordon had an injury in that game. It was mm-hmm. an MCL. Um we have to find out the seriousness of that injury. He may be gone for not at all. He may be gone for a short period of time. Right. He may be gone for a long period of time. We don't know. Right. Why he was in the game Good question, when he was in the game yesterday, I have no idea. It's a question for Anthony Lennon company. So that's the first thing. I don't know how you can set a line necessarily without knowing that. But Phillip Rivers yesterday against the Cardinals, 28 of 29. Let me repeat that. 28 of 29 for 259, three touchdowns and a pick. His only incompletion, by the way. I know he wants to have that back. He kind of flung it over his head to uh, to uh, Austin uh, Eckler. 
Greatest completion percentage in NFL history, 28 of 29. They were down 10 nothing in the game. They were down 10 to nothing. one at 45-10. Here, you guys take 10 points and we'll play from here. Mm. Melvin Gordon, the third. 10 for 61, two touchdowns. Uh, Mike Williams, four catches for 25 and two beautiful touchdown catches. By the way, Mike Williams and um, Keenan Allen with just toe-tapping catches yesterday. They were phenomenal. Chargers uh, out first downed. The Cardinals, if you will, 30 to 10. Out total yarded them, 414 to 149. 66 to 35 in total plays. Had the ball for over 35 minutes. Um, and then there's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers for a second? Hey, Gil, cool. before you do. I think you should. Yeah. Melvin Gordon out for a few weeks with a grade two MCL sprain, but he should be back before the playoffs, according to Ian Rappaport this morning. So there we it have is. That. So there it is. That's the information you need for this game. This changes. Much now, people will say, "Hey, look, it's still the Chargers. They got a lot of weapons." But Melvin Gordon is Melvin Gordon, right? How was that for articulate? Melvin Gordon is Melvin Gordon. Is that right there with? It is what it is. If you're if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's another one. Uh, Jorge, add that to uh, to things that come out into the uh, convention, just to the to the, uh, the common uh, sphere of of uh, you know of our society that didn't exist one day, and now everybody says it. It is what it is. Five years ago, nobody ever said that. It's like, like a smile. Black face. Friday? Like Black Friday. Have a nice day. Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> right. Big Ben, 41 of 56 for 462, a touchdown and two picks. It was Big Ben's sixth 450-yard-plus passing game of his career. Juju, by the way, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, 13 catches for 189, two touchdowns, including that 97-yarder. 527 total yards of offense for the Steelers, 35 minutes time of possession, and they lose by a touchdown to the Broncos. Here are five different things that happened to the Steelers yesterday. If you're a Steelers fan or a Steelers backer, these are the five moments of the game. One, blocked field goal. Two, fumble through the back of the end zone. When they were going in for a score. And can I just say the dumbest rule in professional football? Why, when the ball gets fumbled through the end zone, should the opposing team get possession? Why is it that punitive of a, of a foul? I get it, you should be penalized, but shouldn't you get the ball, let's say, back at the 20 or 25 yard line? Why should the other team get the ball? They don't get the ball when you fumble it out of bounds in the playing field. Why should you get it in the end zone? Makes no, there's, I don't understand the logic of it, is what I'm saying. That happens. So fumble through the back of the end zone. It is what it is. <laughs> ben misses a wide-open receiver in the third quarter. Just wide open. I don't know if it was Juju or James Washington. I can't remember. Misses him wide open. James Conner fumbles inside the red zone right on, right on the 20-yard line late. Yep. And then, of course, the final pick to Shelby. Steelers' first loss since September. So without Melvin Gordon, though, now this has got to be Pittsburgh by more than a field goal. I'll say, I'll say it's Pittsburgh by at least four here. I'll say four. It's cool. It's uh, three and a half. Three and a half. That take. Let's put it this way. That takes That's, it off the three for sure. Yeah, it'll. I could see. I could see it uh, without Gordon. Uh, this uh, this going up, and the Steelers coming off a loss, coming home. Yeah. Joey Bosa showed up yesterday for the Chargers. He did. Uh, had a bone bruise in his left foot, missed the first nine games, two sacks and five tackles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Repeat that on Melvin Gordon again, Jorge, real quick before we go to break. He'll be out a couple of weeks, but should be back for the playoffs. Grade two sprain, according to 
you know, Rappaport there's a big difference between a couple weeks couple and back weeks. to the playoffs. They've got five games left, yeah. right? All right, Jorge, drill down on that for us, would you? Do the math. Come on. <laughs> All right, what's the say? And it's the Redskins and the Eagles on Monday night, right? Redskins and Eagles on Monday uh, night. Oh, Colt McCoy. In Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, two straight primetime Colt McCoy games. There you go. Colt McCoy threw a couple ducks, that's for sure. But, uh, and I'll say this again, boy, the refs did the Redskins no favors. Redskins fans are infuriated by this game, by the way. A P.I. on one of those duck picks that was not called, and a targeting on Jordan Reed at the end where you could hear it up in the stands, uncalled. And Jordan Reed's like, isn't this what you guys have been talking about for five years? Yeah. So I get it. You want the Cowboys. Yeah, I get it. America's seeing all this nonsense. Sorry, did I say that out loud? Again, if the uh, if the Eagles or if the uh, Cowboys lose to the Saints and the Eagles win this game, three-way tie atop the NFC East at 6-6. Six and six. Wow. Wow. Gi- Giants, not one of those teams. Uh, Colt McCoy, 24 of 38 for 268, two touchdowns, three picks, sacked three times against the Cowboys. Zach Ertz to the rescue yesterday for the mm-hmm. Eagles, seven catches, 91 yards, touchdown. Jake Elliott kicking a 43-yard field goal with 22 seconds left to give the Eagles the 25-22 win after trailing 19-3. to um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Eagles are going to be... See, I don't think people liked McCoy when they saw him on Thursday. And even though the Redskins have extra rest you're, here... You're right. I think it's the Eagles by more points than it should be. I think it's the Eagles by six. Six and a half. Wow, even, even more. Six and a half. Yeah. Philly at home Monday night against All right. the Skins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jets and Falcons. Let's see if there's a, we'll review these momentarily. I think right. I think that's where I gravitate towards. Guessing lines. Vinny Maliulo in for Chrissy Andrews on a Monday morning right here on a numbers game at VEASAN. Now, back to a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Broadcasting live from our VEASAN studios in Las Vegas. It is Gil Alexander. Jorge is here. Vinny is in for Chrissy. Before we uh, review these one last time, college football championship week, Vinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Futak on tomorrow. Chris Felica, the bear from College Game Day on a numbers game Wednesday, to talk about the committee. Oh, it's going to be fun. This is where it gets fun to just bat this around. But uh, Utah-Washington, Pac-12 championship game at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara on Friday night. And as someone who lived in the Bay Area for most of my adult life, let me just tell you what the excitement level for this will be on a Friday night of traffic in the Bay Area between Utah and UW. Not at all. Nothing. Who's going to want to fight that? Well, I don't I know. Uh, What's the number? Five. In Washington favor of five. the Huskies. Yes. Washington five. All right. How about the Big 12 championship? Texas and Oklahoma on Saturday. Oklahoma. This game is in Arlington, Oklahoma. Seven and a half. And again, these are uh, up here at the South Point. Oklahoma with college football playoff implications, implications. perhaps. That's correct. Just they like can score against anybody, but they can't stop anybody either. <laughs> That's right. It really, it's, it, they are who we've always yeah. known them to be. Yeah. We'll get into the Oklahoma-Ohio State debate uh, tomorrow and on Wednesday. I got much to say. Uh, Big Ten Championship, which is Saturday night, Northwestern and Ohio State. That's got to be huge. Ohio State 14 in Indianapolis. What's uh, Just out of curiosity, ACC Clemson favored by what, four touchdowns over, 25. over Pitt? 25. 25. Um, SEC championship, Alabama, Georgia, huge 13 and a half Alabama's favored by 13 and a half over Georgia. Listen, I think Georgia's the second best team in the country, right? Alabama's favored by 13 and a half. I'm a little surprised it's that high. Mm -hmm. You're not. No, not really. 13 and a half. They took the 13 and a half, by the way. It's 13 now. So 
Yeah, I would have taken 13. I might still take 13. All right. Just out of curiosity, UCF now without Mackenzie Milton against Memphis. What's that number? Central Florida, three and a half. UCF, three and a half in Orlando. You know what sucks is that he's out now. Yeah. So now we can't even have this UCF debate. I don't, uh, by the way, I have trouble with that argument, too, that we can't have that debate now that he's out. That troubles me a little, too. Gil, at some point, they'll yeah. come to their senses and expand the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> I know they will, Vinny. Right? I know they will. And then we can argue over who's the ninth or eighth best That's team. And that'll happen. That's right. So we'll talk all college football tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This is great stuff. And, yep. and what could happen um, if one of these teams, Oklahoma, if, if, if Georgia plays tight with Alabama or beats Alabama, could send everything into chaos. But Georgia will be number four here. It'll suck. If, for Georgia, it sucks if they lose and they're out because I think they're the second best team in the country. But, you know, that's how it that's Well, how the two losses, crumbles. right? They'll, they'll, have, they'll have two losses at that point, and uh, uh, that's – that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be the determining factor for them. And what I say, yeah. what I say when when Ohio State was number ten, what did I say? I was like, the one thing that's gonna piss me off is if Ohio State weasels their way in from number ten. But then there's a scenario where they do now. Uh, last thing on this, then let's review the uh, NFL picks or the guessing of the lines, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that on page one looks about right. I think the Dolphins is a bit high, quite frankly. I like the Bills getting six okay. against the Dolphins. I thought it should be four and a half. Next page. Um, on this one, the one that sticks out, Green Bay, Green getting, Bay. giving 14. Mm-hmm. I thought it should be around 10, but I'm not rushing to bet the Cardinals. Right. Uh, Broncos-Bengals is quarterback dependent between uh, Dalton and Driscoll. Next page. And then here, the big thing is Tennessee, nine and a half point favorites over the Jets is outrageous to me. Darnold or not, it's outrageous. You had one more. And I had one more. Falcons. The Falcons, which right. I guess I missed. I like the Falcons. The Ravens are actually favored. Give me the Falcons at home. There you go. Vinny, for Chrissy, thank you for listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.